0: I'm really excited to be here, and really nervous, and, and I hope that's okay. Um, we're going to pray again, more for me than for you, and um, we're going to ask Jesus, let me tell you why. Today we're going to talk about a really heavy subject, and if you're new, and you're here, like either for the second time, because you just came, Pi, um, from Easter, and you're coming again, I just want to welcome you. But today we're going to be talking about, we're going to spend a three-week series And we're going to be talking about forgiveness. Like letting go of bitterness and embracing forgiveness. Now, that's a very, very heavy topic. So I just gave you an excuse to miss church for another two weeks if you want to. I totally understand that. I wouldn't blame you. Um, But I I want you to know that I think that what the Lord wants to do to us or do in us is lead us to depend on and rely on Jesus more and more. Because we can't do anything that I'm about to talk about. We can't do any of it without Jesus doing it in us. Yes? So let's get into it. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this um, incredible opportunity. Um, Lord, I'm reminded about how much forgiveness I need from you. how there's no way um, there's anything that I've ever done to earn your love or merit your forgiveness. So Lord, would you for every one of us, me first, remind us of the grace that you give. Would you by your spirit stir our affections to hold on to you? even when it hurts, to be reminded that you're holding on to us in every moment, and that you, Lord, are worthy to be surrendered to. For we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If it's okay to lower the mic just a little bit, because I'm a screamer and I don't want to scare anybody. Thanks. So I was crossing the street. I was crossing the street, and as I was crossing the street, it's on Manhattan Avenue and Java. And as I was crossing the Java Street, there was a car that stopped, and it stopped because there was a stop sign there. It's not there anymore. It's a red light now. But there was a stop sign that was there, and I saw the guy in the passenger van, and my heart stopped. Not passenger. He was in the passenger seat. And when I saw him, I knew exactly who he was. When I was a little guy... I was invited into a room and the door got locked and horrible, terrible, no good, soul scarring things happened that day. Like, like sexuality, questioning things happened that day. It broke me. And I'm standing there, I'm an adult, maybe 15, maybe 20 years have passed, I don't know. And I'm looking, I'm looking at the guy. And I freeze. Then the car starts pulling away, he sticks his tongue out at me, and they go off. And there was this reawakening of anger, violation and hurt there was clearly no remorse or repentance in his heart and I felt re-abused re-violated I know here's what I know if I pass this microphone to the person sitting in your seat you would have a story of how you were harmed, you were hurt, violated, offended, wounded by a person who should have known better, a person perhaps you trusted. I bet that if I passed the mic to the person sitting in your seat, you would have a story to tell us that would put us all in tears. And you would have had to deal and grapple with this issue of bitterness and forgiveness. You would have had to wrestle with what it means to extend something to someone that they don't deserve. So we're going to spend the next three weeks, because it's a heavy topic, and you can't just like knock it out in like 40 minutes. And so we're going to, to this, this week what we're going to do is we're going to sort of dig deeper in what forgiveness is. According to the scriptures. Now, this is a really important series. I know I joked a little bit earlier about, hey, skipping the next couple of weeks because, you know, who wants to talk about this? You need to be here. And you need to invite your friends for the next three weeks because we're going to be talking about healing in the places that we most need healing. Healing. It's important for you single people to hear this because when you are bitter against others or when you're bitter against those who have harmed you in the past, it affects every relationship, whether it's professional or friendship, whether it's, it affects every relationship you have. If you're married, oh my. Oh my. How does bitterness that you might have over harm that happened like decades ago, be affecting your spouse right now. In fact, right now, I'm not stupid, right? Like we're here, right? Right now there are couples here who have anger and bitterness towards their spouse that they simply don't deserve. So how do we deal with that? How do we address that? How do we contend with that kind of hurt? The scriptures have something to tell us, and I want you to come along with us. Briefly this week, again, we're gonna tell you what what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is, not we're gonna talk a little bit about bitterness. And then as we go along, we're going to talk about how to forgive and even betrayals and what does it look like and how do we apply it in our lives, but I need you to just come along for the ride. See, forgiveness has the power, and this is like the, this is the big idea for today. Forgiveness has the power to set us free. Some of us have been in bondage. There's a, a sense where we carry around hurts that if not dealt with, we walk into the room already angry at the people closest to us. And I know that if I bring up the idea or the concept of forgiveness, there's a sense where we're thinking about the harms that we've just recently received. I want you throughout this series to go in a little bit deeper. I want you to be willing to open up a little bit, and consider some of the deep hurts and perhaps be willing to forgive a group of people or a a system or an institution or a person or a parent or a child or an old friend. I want you to be willing to bestow upon them what they don't deserve. So, we're uh, reading... um, from um, Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 through 35. In our church, we stand. I don't know if y'all said, y'all don't stand, right? No, that's not your deal. Okay, you can? Dope, let's stand. Ah, they just gave it to me. Yes, (laughs) ha ha, you ain't falling asleep on nobody. All right. So we're going to read from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. The reason that we stand is because we recognize that our feelings do not have the authority in our lives God's word does. And we ask God to direct our feelings to his word so that his word might direct our hearts and our lives, our wills and our desires. That's why we stand. And so... Reading from Matthew 18, 21 through 35. Jesus has been talking about forgiveness. He's been explaining what forgiveness looks like to his disciples. He's been inviting them in because Jesus knows that this is an issue for everyone. And then Peter gets all sorts of uncomfortable and goes, oh, Exactly, what do you mean about forgiveness? And that's where we find our heroes today. It's in verse 21. He says this Then Peter came to Jesus. Because he had been hearing uncomfortable things about forgiveness, and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Sounding pretty pious. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Stop counting, in other words. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began to se- the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you Unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Thus ends the reading of God's word. Please have a seat. This is heavy, is it not? So like I said, Jesus is explaining forgiveness because we all need to learn what it's like. And whether it's 2,000 years ago or it's 2023, you and I need to learn about forgiveness. Jesus starts giving it and Peter starts getting a little bit convicted. He goes up, hey, Jesus, seven times, right? If someone sins against me seven times and Jesus goes, yeah, no, it's 77. That is forget about a number. Forget about counting. Be about forgiveness. That is an overwhelming idea. The idea of forgiving someone who has harmed us, who might want to continue to harm us, who has never repented and will never repent, doesn't even consider what they did in your life a harm. The idea of forgiving that person is overwhelming. The idea of forgiving them an innumerable amount of times is more than our hearts can bear. It's more than mine can bear. And so Jesus gives this incredible parable about what forgiveness looks like. And so he defines forgiveness, and we see it here in uh, verse 27. We see what forgiveness looks like. And so forgiveness is... And this is, if you are writing, we have like little notes that you can put up. You can just go ahead and get a pen, pencil, or mascara. Write some of this down. Because because we discovered, at least in our church, that the shortest pencil is longer than the longest memory. And so if you write it down, believe me, you're going to need to come back to this. So what is forgiveness if we're going to do it? According to this text, forgiveness and other texts. Forgiveness is Canceling a debt. Do you see that in verse 27? The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt. Let's not lose the context of this. Jesus is talking about forgiveness. And he says, forgiveness, using this parable, is like canceling a debt. Now, what is it to cancel a debt? Now, you and I... You know, it's interesting, intuitively, we have language like this in our American culture to know that when someone harms you, there's a new relationship that's created. There's a debtor, debtee relationship that's created. In other words, when you harm me, when you hurt me, when you do something against me, it's like you open up an account And like, there's a ledger. And I write in the ledger, what you owe me. Sylvia on such and such a day at such and such a time for how long did such and such. It's like opening a ledger. We even have a language for this debtor, debtee relationship that's occurred. We say things like, you owe me an apology. Why? Because instinctively, intuitively, we understand that a debtor-debti relationship has been created when someone harms us. We say something else, like um, if, we, if we feel like we can't forgive the person, we'll say something like this, I'll pay you back. Why do we say that? Why do we say you owe me an apology? I'll pay you back. Because we know We know that when there is an offense, an account has been opened. And so what is forgiveness then? Forgiveness is taking account of what is owed you. And then here we go, canceling the debt. Now you go, oh man, I don't know if I could do that. Let me help you, you can't. This week we're just defining what it is. If you wanna talk about how to do it, you gotta come back next week, but I just wanna let you know just defining what it is. So it's kinda like this, like imagine, okay. Is it okay if I touch that? Yeah, it's cool, okay. So if you could, wow, this is heavy. Okay, so right, so here's what happens someone hurts me, right? I open up the ledger and I write them down. I know exactly what it is. Now here's the problem. Many of us don't ever consider what it is. What was the debt that was taken from us? Like how much do they owe you? What was the offense? No, 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 they lied to me. No, 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 what what they really, what was really the offense? Let me give you some examples. Hopefully it'll become clear. So I, when I was young, my mom, uh, when all my life, my mother was a paranoid schizophrenic, my father an alcoholic, and my dad left somewhere around the age, my age of 11. I had to go through the rest of my life figuring out big boy stuff without a man to guide me. I mean, horrible decisions. Did you hear my bio? I was in a 12-step program by the time I was 17. You know how bad a decision maker you have to be to qualify to be in a 12-step program by the time you're 17? It was something my father, he had abandoned us. He had left. He ran out. So when... I was going through this process. I was, like, I was like, man, you owe me. You owe me a wise father at 11 and 12 years old. Because there was something. Remember, there was a debt. There was a, there was a, 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 a withdrawal. It's like, what does he owe you? Well, it would have been, been much better in life if my father would have been there to be able to guide me through it. I could have used some wisdom and protection. It would have spared me years of my life of suffering if he would have just been there to literally stop me in some cases and in other cases inform and encourage me. Here's the thing, my father wasn't there. And here's a deeper problem. If my father ever knocked on my door and said, Edwin, came to Christ. I can see how I harmed you and the rest of the family. And he said this, how can I make it better? How can I make it up to you? I would go into my ledger And I would look up the date and I would look up the stuff and I would say, you can't, you can't make it better. What are you going to do? You're going to give me 12 years old back. You're going to give me wisdom throughout my teenage years. It's gone. That boat has sailed. So God says, since he can't give you 12 years old back, since he can't fix the past, since he can't possibly repay the debt that he owes, here's a thought, cancel the debt. You go, I don't know if I could do that. Cool, we're just defining things today. But that's what forgiveness is, and that's what your marriage needs. And single people, that's what your heart needs too. And that's what your kids need for your parents. And that's what your parents need for your kids. You need to cancel the debt. That's what forgiveness is. What else is forgiveness? Let's go a little bit deeper. Forgiveness is granting what Christ has given. That's the second thing forgiveness is. It's granting What Christ has given. Here is where we're going to find the power to do the former. This is where we're going to find the power to do actual forgiveness. Now, if you stick around next week, we're going to give you a step-by-step on exactly how to do it in really creative ways. You're going to have to come next week. And you guys in the cheap seats in your house, you're going to have to really, because there's some stuff we're just going to do when the cameras are off. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, Not true. Not true. Um, Keep coming. We're going to grant what Christ has given. So remember, Jesus is talking about forgiveness. As he's talking about forgiveness, Peter feels convicted, asks him some questions about how he should forgive. Christ gives him this parable about his forgiveness and then says this parable saying, and so will, that's how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from the heart, your heart. Now, lest you confuse what salvation is in this moment, the Bible is not suggesting that what makes us saved is forgiving other people. Are we clear about that? Forgiveness is not the way to get saved. When we forgive others, we demonstrate that we're saved. Does that make sense? In other words, it's not, I'm not, I'm not um, creating, I'm not uh, filling out a quota by which now God can honor me because I'm good enough because I forgave enough people. No. But when we refuse to forgive others, we're revealing, you're leaking. You're showing something because it's absurd if you're, a, if you're a Christian, unforgiveness is absurd. You know how absurd it is? This story. So here's a guy, he's a, he's a servant. When you think servant, you think like, you know, somebody who, you know, makes the beds or cleans up the house or, you know, you, when you think servant, that's probably where your mind goes well, but but that's not necessarily what the Bible means when it talks about servant. This guy was probably, probably was like a mayor or a governor or ran a city. He had to be because for the money that he blew, I mean, that takes more than one night in Atlantic City to blow. He blew billions of dollars, like billions with a B. Like the amount of money that he blew would, it, it just, it's, it, it, it's way, that's the point of the text. The point of the text, it's an unpayable, ridiculous number. And so this servant, as we just read, you saw, the servant comes back to his master and he says, just give me more time. And I just got to, listen, if you make $100,000 a year, how long does it take to pay back $100,000? Anybody know? On average, about 10 years. If you make $100,000 a year, you pay back around, you know, and you pay back about 10% of what you get paid. You, you can pay $100,000 off in about 10 years. If you make $100,000 a year, how long will it take you to pay back $100 billion? Anybody know? Yeah. Long, long, long time. Really, really long time. Like, your great-grandkids won't outlive that. He says the absurd to his master, and his master gives him what he does not deserve, pity, mercy. Then he goes out and finds someone who owes him a few hundred dollars, or maybe let's say a few thousand dollars. And you and I are scandalized by his response. In fact, everyone who reads this, as well as the people in Jesus' parable, respond appropriately. It's absurd. How could you not forgive? You were forgiven hundreds of billions of dollars. He owed you thousands. How could you not forgive? What an absurd thing. And that's the point forgiveness is granting what christ has given for the christian we can forgive because we've received so much this is a big deal it's an absurd thing for the christian not to forgive it, it, if if you have a if you have a problem forgiving i want i want you to have space especially here and i know, Because sometimes, man, I'm sorry if I'm being like too dogmatic. I don't want to be too dogmatic because there's some real stuff here. Like there's some betrayals. There's some infidelities. There's some stuff that takes a little bit longer than five minutes to forgive for sure. But I would like to submit for your consideration. And you don't have to be ready to forgive yet. I'm not telling you to forgive. For the rest of this service, I won't tell you to forgive. I'm just trying to define forgiveness for you. And I want you to consider this, that it's an absurd thing for you who have been forgiven as much as you have been forgiven to not be willing to forgive. It is the one who has been forgiven much that overflows in forgiveness. And if you have no idea how much Christ has forgiven you, then I beg you, to run to Christ. If you're here because, I don't know why, why are the reasons people come to church? Not everybody comes because they want to listen to this cool guy speak, right? I'm guessing that you're not here. Like, you know, you might be a kid and your parents brought you and they kind of forced you. Or you might be a husband and said, oh, it's warm outside, but it's going to be a cold night if you don't come home. Uh, I mean, come to church and and do that whole thing. And I totally get that. We all come for different reasons. Or maybe there was a cute girl in the office and she was like, hey, so what are you going to do on Sunday? And you thought she meant brunch. She was like, oh, I'm I'm not doing anything. And she said, oh, good. Come to church with me. And you felt stuck and now you had to go to church with her. I don't know why you came to church. Here's what I'm saying, though. There's a forgiveness that is given to the Christian that overflows, not forced, but overflows on others. And for it not to overflow on others suggests that the forgiveness had not been given in the first place. That's how profound the forgiveness is. So let me tell you what forgiveness isn't in our last few minutes. And so for the rest of this week, here's a, that's pretty much the sermon. Let me just give you some uh, caveats and then we'll get going and you guys have a great whatever, lunch, dinner, brunch, whatever you guys do at this point. Um, but here's, here's some things that I want you to know. This week, I want you to go over this text. And what I want you to do is I want you to start writing down the names. This is your homework. None of y'all are writing this down. Get a pen out. Get your phones out. Write this down. This will be good for you. I promise. I promise. Get a notebook. I I encourage you to get like a, you know, like the old, (laughs) like the old, the old marble notebooks, right? Remember they're like 99 cents. Yeah. Anybody can afford this. If you don't got the money for it, I'll give it to you. It's like 99 cents. Um, You get it. And here's what you do. Just in every page of the marble notebook, I want you to write the name this week. Who owes you something? I want you to just write their name down. If you feel uncomfortable about writing their name down because you feel like someone that you love is going to find this book and it's not gonna be well for you, then give them a code name. Valley Girl. Um, and it could be your husband. I don't know, right? Like, who knows? Your code name, you could do whatever you want. You could go, Valley Girl. You could write uh, 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 the man with the hooked hand. And it could be your mom. Who knows? Like. Um, but I wa- what I want you to do is I want you to write the name, and this is important. Here's all I want you to do. I want you to write their name down, because we're going to do something with this next week, so you've got to do it, okay? Yeah. Who here thinks that they can do what I'm telling? Anybody? Yeah, four of you? Okay, great. Alright, I'm encouraged. Okay, great. So I want you to write, get the Marvel notebook, or, or, or do it on your phone, however you do it. Write their name down, and then skip a page, and then for every person you can remember. And Don't be shy about going back a couple of seasons of life. Don't just go, oh, of course him and that boss and that spouse and their kid and that friend and that, yeah, 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 yeah. Get them out of the way 15 pages later. Now can we start talking? Start writing names. That's all. Then I want you to answer this question. What do they owe you? Because remember, it's a ledger. If we're going to cancel a debt, we're going to have to write out our ledger. Again, this can be done in code as well. However you do it, what do they owe you? Oh, you owe me a happily ever after. You promised me forever. You only gave me two years. You owe me uh, You owe me trust back. I lost all trust from everyone when you did what you did. You owe, what do they owe you? Put it down. On paper, listen, if you call your credit card company and you say, how much do I owe you? They will tell you $436.47 at the sound of the beep. Like they'll tell you exactly how much for how long you have to pay for it, right? You know why? Because they're accurate with what the debt, with the debt that you owe them. You should be just as accurate. What do they owe you? Do they owe you a happily ever after? Did they promise you forever and didn't give you a year? What do they owe you? Okay. So name, skip a page, name, skip a page. And then when you have time, write in, what do they owe you? We're going to do something with that next week. But now, now that you have what forgiveness is, what you need to do in order to prepare your heart to forgive, let me tell you what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not minimizing the wrong that was done. Can we just be okay with that? Can we be all right with just going it's we're going to call it what it is. And by the way, this is where community. A uh, sermons like this is where community really shines. If you're in a small group, like y'all got some dope small groups that are doing beautiful things, and you get to talk about life together, get you in one of those small groups. If you don't know what they're like, ask Pastor Kyle, ask all the leaders that you see around here. Anybody who is singing, anybody who is usher, like they'll they'll tell you where to go and what to do. And if they don't know, they'll direct you to the right people. But here's the point: this is not the kind of work that you can do on a solo uh, effort. You gotta be willing to do this with people because I'm telling you, when I was doing this, I was, I was scary to be around because I was just so raw and triggered. But I'm telling you, we need this. Your marriages need this, your singleness need, okay. Forgiveness isn't minimizing the wrong that was done. Minimizing the wrong that was done. We're not acting like it was no big deal. Please, for those of you who are here and going, oh, the past is the past. Gosh, then why does your present look so familiar? If the past is the past, why are you so, bendito, I want to like just come here, man. Come here. Let's get serious. Let's deal with this stuff. Forgiveness isn't minimizing the wrong that was done. Also, forgiveness isn't resuming a relationship the relationship. In other words, if I had a uh, babysitter and that babysitter did terrible things to one of my kids, me giving that person forgiveness doesn't mean that they get um, to babysit my kids again, right? That makes sense, right? Like, forgiveness isn't like reinstating the relationship. I can still, like, if you want to see, like, real beautiful, like the beautiful power of forgiveness. I'm gonna mess this illustration up because it just came to me right now. But you'll remember a few years ago, there was a gymnast coach. And this gymnast coach did unspeakable things to like, what I'm going to say is countless, what seemed like countless girls. Simone Biles was one of them. She was like the most famous, at least one of the most famous. And so there was the one girl, the first girl who was the whistleblower was the last girl who spoke at the trial. And she, if you, if you just like ever wanna cry, you just ever want a good cry, listen to what she says. She starts off by saying, what's a, what's a girl worth? And just lets it hang in the air. I mean, this guy did, you know, life-changing, heartbreaking things. You know, he's, 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 a, he's terrible. And she was there, and she was saying to this guy that the thing that he needed most was to repent and receive the forgiveness that only the Savior that had carried her through those times, through the darkness, could give. Imagine what she was saying. But she was doing it in a courtroom. This guy had to pay the price for his sin so that you know, to protect other young women and all that other stuff. So you see what I'm trying to say here? That forgiveness is not taking away anybody's consequence. Forgiveness is not uh, uh, re- reestablishing the relationship. That's not where forgiveness is. And there's a million other things that forgiveness is not. It's a very complex thing. So please come to your small groups and please come to the church and we'll talk more about it next week. But here's the thing. It has to start now because your life cannot go another year with the bitterness that has started to take root in your heart, your relationships can't. So, let's just imagine with me. It's hard work, I know. Imagine with me. What would it be like? Walk into the room, there's that girl who said that thing about you, ruined your reputation, made you practically into a meme on like uh, social media and you're like you don't owe me anymore I've cancelled your debt you don't, you don't get to beat me multiple times you got me that one time you don't have to continue getting me I want that for you Jesus wants that for you and he provides it for you by giving you the forgivenesses that you need so this week you're going to write a name What do they owe you? You're going to reflect on this passage to ask Jesus to overflow forgiveness that he's given to you onto others. And next week we'll talk about how to do it. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for Pastor Kyle and the rest of the leadership here and how they're drawing people to you. Father, I know this is such a touchy subject. Lord, would you help us by your spirit to really come alive with the forgiveness that you've given us and think about that forgiveness that you've bestowed upon us to think about that till it absolutely spills over on those who have harmed us. Father, would you would you give us the courage to follow through with this message? Would you give us the wisdom to know what to do with what we just heard? Would you help us to even buy marble notebooks, get a pen, and be willing to cry for the sake of experiencing the deeper forgiveness that you give, overflowing it to others, and being free? For we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen.